the I Make a Difference podcast, an adventure of exploration of your human self, the conditioned and unhealed parts of you, and your true self, the natural, real and powerful you, a pathway where you unravel, heal and uncover on your journey back to you. Have you ever been told you're needy? And if you have, what was your reaction to it? In fact, take a moment now and focus inward and see what reactional response you get to me saying, you're needy. You're driven by neediness. Now, traditionally, my reaction used to be very similar to one that I've observed a couple of times recently once on a TV program where the lady's response was immediately, no, I'm not, I'm not needy, I'm independent, I don't need anyone. And also a response I get from a family member who often says to me, oh, I hate that word. And she squirms. And the reason being is for most of us, we view neediness as a weakness. We even can view it as we're pathetic. And that we are clingy and dependent. You see, neediness is something every single human being experiences and has at some level. And the focus of their neediness will be different, yet it all comes back to two or three common needinesses that we're all looking for. I'm your host, Melinda Cates, and this episode is focused on, surprise, surprise, neediness. (laughs) Neediness, the most untalked about because everybody's uncomfortable with it and squirmy with it, and boy, it has so much power over us. And the most unrecognized and yet felt very strongly within each of us and the most underestimated process And I say underestimate it because neediness is one of the most powerful processes that influences so much of what we see, what we hear, how we interpret things, how we feel, what we're drawn to, what we reach out for, what we cling to, what we rely on, our decision making and our reactions and actions. And if inside of you right now you're saying, I'm not needy. Well, let's have a brief explore of that. Do you often go to your phone and check, has anybody liked my posts? Or do you check if someone's rung you a number of times? Or do you go and check your emails? Then why are you doing so if you are doing that? Because you need to know that that person or that someone is contacting you, or that you're important enough to someone for them to reach out. Because if you're important to someone, then you're of value. If you're of value, you're loved. If you're loved, then you can feel safe and secure in yourself. Do you fight or argue a point? Do you have to be heard? Do you have to get your opinion across? If you do, then neediness will be driving your approach. Are you someone who says, is that right at the end of their sentences? Or, do you know what I mean? Or, 
Do you understand what I'm saying? All subconscious comments that we make that are evidence that we are needy at some level. Needy to be reassured, needy to be heard, needy to be understood. And neediness is one of the key five processes that surface and become prominent controllers and drivers of our existence as a result of the layer experiences that we have. The first key prominent process was the one that we explored in the last episode, vulnerability. And that comes about because we share who we truly are, we express our truth, we share our emotional responses, but they're not accepted by other people. And through that non-acceptance process, we learn that it's not safe and secure to show our truth, show our true self, show our soul self. Because if we do, then it's not going to be accepted again and we'll be judged and rejected. And what happens when we experience that? It hurts. And what happens is we then go without what we naturally deserve, and that is our right to experience that which is natural to us, which is acceptance, which is love, which is understanding, which is caring in those moments. So in experiencing going without, we end up with a lack of, a deficiency, we go without, and we end up with emotional wounds. And any lack of creates an emotional hole of neediness. Neediness to fill that emotional hole and to have what we truly deserve. And that's the most bizarre thing. And it becomes neediness because we become emotionally attached to filling that hole. So we look for people, beings, consumables, objects, substances, in order to try and fill that emotional neediness and those emotional wounds and holes. And whilst all of that's happening, what we also experience is self-doubt. We doubt our ability to actually fill those emotional holes ourselves. We doubt our ability to be who we truly are because it's all being made wrong. And the moment you experience self-doubt, you're needy for reassurance. Reassure me that I can do this. Because if you reassure me, then I'll feel safe and secure, so I'm not going to feel vulnerable. And during all of this process, we also experience the fourth area that has a big influence on us, And that's our lack of self-belief. We lose sight of connection to and faith in our knowing, the voice of our soul, and the qualities and attributes, the naturalness of us that makes us who we are as human beings, let alone what makes us who we are as souls. So we search for being lovable, being accepted, And so neediness, yet again, through the deficiency of being connected to who we truly are and to being accepted, drives us to find that acceptance from other people. And then the key area that most people talk about, that neediness is strongly attached to as well, is lack of self-worth. 
where we become needy to be important, to be of value and to find our sense of worth through how other people view us, how other people treat us. Because if we're of value, if we're of worth, then we feel safe and secure, so we don't feel vulnerable. So neediness is attached to every single one of those fundamental processes that surfaces within us as part of our human experience of being rejected, of not being accepted, and of having lower experiences. Where we protect ourselves, where we reject ourselves, and where we disconnect from who we truly are. And the crazy thing is, what we're needy of, what we become emotionally attached to, is what we actually naturally deserve. Which, if in the ideal world, we all actually were sharing what we deserved and we were being our natural selves, then there would be no neediness. There would be no vulnerability or any of the other three processes. The power of neediness, though, is that it is like when you are hungry and you crave food and you feel like if you don't get some food, you're going to fall over or you're going to die. It's the emotional attachment to filling those emotional holes that becomes a desperation and a craving. It takes various different levels of intensity to trigger us to actually take action, to find what we're needy of, to try and fill that hole. And what we look for is external things to do that. Because it was external things that didn't give us what we rightfully deserve to receive. It was the people around us as we were growing up, due to their vulnerability, their neediness, their lack of self-worth, weren't able to give us what was rightfully ours to receive. And if they couldn't give it to us, then maybe someone else will. Because we've forgotten how to give it to ourselves and stay connected to those parts of ourselves. So the power of neediness is it almost consumes and takes you over. It's so overwhelming at times in its energy. I know. Because one of the things I went without as I was growing up was that physical hugs and connection. And especially from my father because I kept a distance and it felt just the energy didn't feel right around him. He never did anything physically to me from a sexual perspective, but I got beatings from him. So I went without having that nurturing, safe physical space and I experienced the opposite of it. So in my relationships, as I was going through not being aware of what was going on inside of me, and then being aware of my healing process, the moment I received affection, and the moment I received some comfort and hugs, and I felt safe and secure, that neediness would start pouring out of me and oozing from my pores. And I just wanted more and more and more. Because the girl in me, from the age of about 10 or 11, who started experiencing the opposite of what I deserved, was craving for that. 
I was looking to the men in my life to give me what my father didn't give me. And that's where we place our partners in the role of our parents and we look to them to give us that emotional safety and security, to give us that love, to make us feel of worth and of value. But they're not responsible for parenting us. And this is how codependent relationships come about and where we end up with the suspicion, the paranoia, because we're so scared of losing what we're needy of. Because we believe if they leave our lives or if they don't give us what we're needy of, then we're going to go without for the rest of our lives. I've met young men and actually young ladies whose partners are texting them constantly all day long. It's their neediness to feel safe and secure that you're, that they were there for them, that they did love them and they did care for them, which is really sad how much they've probably gone without that they had reached a point of actually behaving in that way. But what they were doing was suffocating the life out of their partner. For some people, though, it fills their neediness, their neediness to feel in control, which helps them to feel safe and secure. And so they work with that, they use it, and they foster that person to be even more dependent on them. But that's because they're more needy than the person they're making dependent on them. See how powerful neediness is? And yet, when you truly surrender into your neediness, and you realize that no one on the outside of you can actually give you what you're needy of. Only you can. Only you can discover and find those emotional holes in you. That lack of in you. And only you can be the one that can make it okay that they are there. And this is the other side of how powerful neediness is. Because when you own your neediness, you are willing to look at the rawness of yourself. You're willing to look at the hurt and your absolute truth of what is going on inside of you. And for you to do that, you take your blinkers off. You take your rose-tinted glasses off. Your neediness rose-tinted glasses that like to color everything so that it filled your neediness, so that you didn't face the truth. And when you do face your truth, and when you do surrender into your neediness, you surrender into feeling what you felt in your younger years. And it's gentle. And it's just a part of you that's crying out saying, I'm here and please can I have what I truly deserve. And you can parent that part of you. You can help that boy or girl in you that went without to start having from you what they missed out on. For you to give them the attention that they've been craving. For you to listen to them. For you to see them. For you to see the difference in who you are. You don't need to go out like I used to to prove I was different. And I'd do outrageous and outlandish things to get attention because I was needy of it. 
and I was needy to be different so that I was of value and worth and then that made me feel safe and secure. And when I started acknowledging my difference, when I started seeing it and loving it and valuing it, then that emotional wound, that lack of, started filling with an abundance of value, abundance of worth. And the more I owned my neediness, the more comfortable and familiar I was with it, the more it stopped being an issue, the more joy I got from it. Joy in being able to go up to my partner and even my work colleagues and say, hey, I'm needy of some reassurance right now because I'm not trusting my knowing. Are you happy to help me out here? And if they said yes, fantastic. It wasn't something that filled me, but it was something that I received that I deserved to experience. And that was support and help from them. And if I didn't receive what I was needy of, then I wasn't emotionally impacted by it because I knew that I will process through and I will be able to reassure myself, even if it took me a little bit longer to get there. Because the power of neediness is while you are dependent on other things and other people for your well-being and your happiness and for them to fill what you're needy of, you give them your personal power. You are easily impacted by what they do, say and not say and do. They have power over you to make you feel terrible, to make you feel wonderful. Because you have become reliant on them. Because you gave them responsibility to be your parent. You gave them responsibility for your emotional well-being. So it's time to take that back. And not for you to be independent and fiercely independent, because that's neediness in itself. Fiercely independent is neediness to be safe and secure of not getting attached to people, because you don't want to be hurt. But we didn't come onto this earth in order to live in a place where we don't have relationships and we are fiercely independent. We have an opportunity to actually express and own our neediness, knowing we can fill it ourselves, but also knowing part of the process to filling and healing it is being able to voice it and to make it okay. And to not judge yourself as weak or pathetic or clingy or codependent. And that in owning it, you stop putting your neediness energy on other people. And you keep it to yourself. You're also able to work with and support others who are needy of you to fill the neediness they have themselves. So that you encourage people's wholeness their independence and their healing process while also doing that for yourself. And what we can ultimately have is relationships where we're all independent but have interdependence, where we share responsibilities, where we still care and express love but it's done from a place of deservedness and worth rather than a lack of. It's done from a place of abundance, fullness and richness. 
So I encourage you to take a moment with me and on three to voice out loud, I am needy. And the purpose of doing this is for you to take steps to become more comfortable, more familiar and more accepting of your neediness. And in you being more comfortable with yours, you will support those around you to grow their comfort with their own neediness. So on three, one, two, three, I am needy. I am needy. And I love it. And it's okay. There is power in owning your neediness. So take back your power. Take back your responsibility for your own emotional well-being. Place that responsibility in your hands. Look inwards as to how you can fill your own neediness. And grow your love of those emotional wounds and that lack of so that you can fill and heal it. May you make a beautiful difference with your neediness.